lawsuit thing. Now we're in the news, now, right? See, see. Yeah. And if you're just joining us now, of course, we're talking about the cease and desist order we hypothetically might get, be getting <laughs> um, for using the band Falling in Reverses. Uh, what, the, what the hell is the name of that track? It's the oh, new track by Falling in Reverses. It. It's uh, an watch amazing the world track. Burn. Watch the world burn. Yeah. Watch the world burn. Um, go watch that video. Um, yeah. Go watch that video. Report back to us on mm -hmm. where we're like based on the first five seconds of the video where you thought it was going and yes. then where you ended up. And yeah. <laughs> tell us about your journey because it, it was a journey. I was a yes. good journey. I'd like Sam got me onto a new song, so I'm gonna have to look them up and the whole thing. So always, always getting some new music and stuff. Beautiful. Well, thank you yeah. for the introduction. I am, of course, Mr. Sam Burns, um, joined as always by my good friend and stalwart compatriot, Mr. Kevin McCarthy. Kevin, how are you today, sir? Doing fantastic, Sam. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Uh, I'm really excited to so I have a, a friend, Carly, of mine who periodically hits me up on Instagram. She's like, you should do a podcast about this. Uh, of course, her voice doesn't sound like that. Um, but this is this was one of Carly's ideas um, is how to identify bad programming, right? <clears throat> um, and of course, there's a lot baked into that statement. Oh, yeah. um, I think, I think first we should maybe start with some like, um, what's the word? Um, like warnings? Maybe not warnings, but like, you know. Oh, I, I know the word you're looking for. Yeah, I want to protect um, myself legally. Uh, um. See, now I'm frustrated because I know it because now in my head, like I know the word you're looking for. Yes. Because it's not warning. It's like, it's like something statement. Statement's the second word in the phrase of what I'm thinking of. We're bad. <sighs> anyway, it'll yeah. come to us the moment we stop trying to figure it out. <clears throat> so, yeah. like, how do I, <clears throat> I think that any programming can be bad programming. Right. And we're not uh, we're not here to endorse anybody or anything. Right. Mm -hmm. um, we certainly don't get paid by anybody to to endorse or to badmouth any kind of programming um, yet. yet. Qualifying statement. Qualifying. Sta Thank you. Fuck there it. There we answer. go. See, yep, there see. it is. Got it. Nailed it. So we got our qualifying statement. We're not we're not here to in endorse or knock anybody. But I believe and I like to think that you would also agree with this, that we can make some objective statements about a body of work, uh, in this yeah. case, programming, right? Um, and because anything can be good or bad, I'd love to know if, if you agree with this. Like the first thing that you should identify in your quest to be like, what's the best program is to figure out what the fuck you want to do. Yeah. Like, like it's, what are yeah. your goals, man? Yep. Cause it, for example, if I'm like, Hey, I want to put on 10 pounds of muscle, right? That's my goal. Bench press 300 pounds. Yes. And then I pick a programming that is five days a week of running five right. to 10 K you, you pick I'm a like, Chris Hinshaw endurance program. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a bad program for, for yes. what I'm trying to do. It's, it's not going to help me get there. Um, I'm, I'm going to get really good at running, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, but or really it's injured. not going to do it. Well, you know. <laughs> it depends. You know. If you don't you know, run a lot and then you start running a lot. Yeah, I went through that. Got ahead an Achilles injury. Fun stuff. If you want to know how to get – just like as a side tangent, if you want to know how you can get injured trying to do whatever it is you're trying to do <laughs> – we Hit me you. up. Let me know because <laughs> I can tell you exactly how to get injured and like in the shortest period of time possible. Follow my you know? proven five-step method. Proven, <laughs> yep. It's called don't half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. That's yes. what it is. Um, if you're going to run, might as well run every day for an hour oh. because that just <clears throat> makes sense. And then you end up with an Achilles injury and you're like, how did I manage this one? Oh, wait. Yeah, weird. Shocker. Well, okay, so that's that's a caveat, right? Like, so like this really important is yeah. any program that is not designed to serve your goals is a bad program. And so 
this gets a little bit muddier. So like, that's a really clear cut answer. Like if you are looking for a powerlifting program or a bodybuilding yeah. program or a uh, endurance program or something specific, that's a really easy thing to figure out. Does it include the thing that I want to get better at? If not, it's a bad program for that. Um, and there are some exceptions here and there with a couple things like accessory work and stuff like that. But by and large, like you want to be doing the thing you want to get better at. That gets yeah. muddier when we talk about CrossFit though, because like in attempting to be prepared for the unknown and the unknowable, mm -hmm. you know, we talk a lot about being, you know, generally good at everything. We are yeah. specialists in not specializing, right? Yep. So I think a lot of people get frustrated. I, I certainly, I get comments on Instagram. I get people who DM me who are my friends or former athletes or former clients. Um, or we had a gentleman reach out to us and be like, can you give me some good examples of good programming? Yeah. Um, Point me in the right direction. Absolutely. Yeah. Essentially what he was asking for was exactly that. Just some advice and like, hey, I'm not really sure where to go. Yeah. And what's good, what's bad, the whole thing. And I, and it's, it can be helpful then still to define like, what are your goals? And in like, what are your goals? There are also things like, what are your time constraints? Um, yep. but we, we've got a whole bunch of things we can dig in here. So like CrossFit programming, right? So narrowing yep. in on CrossFit programming, <clears throat> yep. what do you think is the first biggest question? that like if i came to you we didn't know each other be like hey i want to become better at crossfit i don't have yeah. access to an affiliate or I, I don't i'm not sure if my affiliates programming is like the the most optimal how can i figure that out what's the first question you're going to come back to me with Ooh, like if you're going kind of on your own type thing you're going to either garage gymming it or or you're not sure okay yeah because either i think that I mean, I mean, as, as a general assessment, I would say yeah. that like the questions that you ask to find the best program for a person probably maybe don't differ or maybe they do differ for you. But like for me, if it's like, I'm going to try to find the best program for you, whether that's yeah. including something you should be doing or excluding something you're already doing, it's going to start with the same body of questions probably. Yeah. And I, I think it starts with, you know, what are your overarching goals and sure. You know, as when we spoke with Pat Barber the last time we broke down, like, you know, whether looking good is a viable goal or not as kind of a, a big picture. Yeah. So you can have multiple goals that you're kind of working to it towards at the same time. Like, what's the overarching goal? So if the overarching and, So CrossFit talks, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use, I'm going to make this really difficult. CrossFit talks good. about, um, <clears throat> what's the phrase I want to use? CrossFit talks about being fit and capable in a bunch of different things for as long as possible. I want okay. that. Okay. So then for me, the key there is variance, right? Like that's going to be the major overarching key to good quality and effective CrossFit programming is variance. And I think people's understanding of variance can sometimes be a little bit muddy, sometimes be, a little bit, you know, mm. one way to one side versus the other. There are some people when you say variance, you know, you get this argument or statement a lot from people outside of the CrossFit space is they're like, it's just a bunch of random shit. Right. Like var varied just means random to them right. because each workout is different. It looks different. It's got different movements, different loadings, rep schemes, and all the rest that what CrossFit does is just random. And I yeah. think there was a point as our little game of telephone from Greg Glassman spider webbing outwards was happening yeah. in the early two thousands, you know, even maybe up to like the 2010 ish range that that's what affiliates would do. The coach would come in, yeah. they would slap something on the whiteboard. Your warm up is a 400 meter run and let's fucking get some. Yeah. And that was what class was. And I know of gyms that, would you know as they changed coaches throughout the day mm. you know you had sam coach the 5 30 yeah. 6 30 a.m i coached the noon it's just whoever was coaching the class just slapped something on the board so classes oh. were even doing different workouts throughout the day yeah. and the reason that's wild is because the affiliate model that we know now generally 
has classes doing the same work. Like it's the same workout for all classes for that day. It's, and then it's the next day is something different. It's so programmed each, every, for the affiliate, not for exactly. the individual coach's class. Exactly. So everybody that steps foot in the affiliate is doing the same thing on that day. Yes. Whereas previously, if it was just Sam comes in and slaps something on the board, and then I come in and slap something on the board, we're calling it variance, but it kind of is just random. But then if yes. someone, if, if Sam is my athlete and he takes the 5.30 a.m. with some coach and they yep. do squat cleans yes. and I coach the noon and I give them running right. and then the next day, Sam takes my noon class. I'm like, well, yesterday we ran. Let's get below parallel. Let's <laughs> do some wall balls. So he did some squat cleans on Monday, some wall balls on Tuesday, right. and then a heavy back squat on Wednesday because right. that's just the classes he took and what the coaches were doing. For me, it was like I was va maybe varied yep. in my approach throughout my noon class that I coach, but I have no idea, no bearing on what Sam was doing throughout the week, taking different classes. Right. So that's kind of like early, whatever to variance is kind of where I think people get the idea that it's random. Right. But for anyone that really understands programming really well, and I'll give a shout out to a good friend of ours, Larry Thomas, who posted mm. this on Instagram. And I know yeah. Sam shared it. I'm 99.9% .9 sure I shared it where Larry posted like, this is what your members see. And it was just a little graphic with his workout of the day for his affiliate CrossFit accolade. And it, and it was not a complicated workout. It was like, a, it was like, a, no, it was like a couplet or a single movement heavy day. Yeah. I, I think it was a heavy day. It might've been like deadlift five by five or something like that. Right. Something super simple, but it was just the graphic that he puts out to his members on Instagram uh, to show their workout of the day. And then you swiped over and he was mm -hmm. like, what they see versus what I see. And when you swiped over, you saw a spreadsheet, a Google yes. sheet that had modalities, time domains, um, rep schemes, all that fun stuff, everything that we kind of quantify through workouts, task or time priority. Well, you know where that's from, right? Is that from the level two? Yes, it is. Okay. It's, um, the, it's the programming assessment calculator from the level two manual. Yeah. Um, so he has all that written out on a sheet. And then what he has planned for that week, yep. essentially. And then he goes down through for each workout and you're essentially trying to balance things as best you can. You know, yep. it's, it's pretty hard to be perfectly balanced all the way across a week because otherwise then you'd just be doing the same workout essentially over and over and over again. As you vary things up, you are going to, you know, touch on a couple things yes. multiple times throughout yep. the week, yep. which is absolutely fine. Um, but you're trying to kind of balance out that that sheet. So you're trying to get workouts, you know, in varied time domains, short, moderate, long, mm -hmm. various loading ranges, mm -hmm. you know, light, moderate, heavy, low, moderate, high volume, trying to balance monostructural gymnastics, weightlifting. You're trying to balance those things across things. So yeah. when we talk variants, we're looking to touch on all those different points, Yeah, you know, throughout a week, a month, a year. Right. But it's not random. It's the, if it's the farthest thing from random. Yeah. It has to be very like meticulously calculated and planned mm -hmm. and, you know, things like that to, to really work and give your people the best results that you can whilst keeping them healthy, injury free and able to maintain a sustainable level of intensity over the long term. Yeah. There is, you know? there is so much packed into what you just said. So um, play that back real slow. Yeah, for real. So for people who don't like, who haven't been living, eating and breathing, coaching or programming for mm. like multiple years at a time, I want to make sure that I go back and I hit a couple things that you talked about yep. that are really important. Right. So to your point about coaches running different, programs or different workouts based on the individual coach's preferences and a uh, an athlete swapping classes for example and going and getting like an overlapping stimulus so originally um and pat's talked about this like at crossfit santa cruz the original crossfit gym like it was essentially a personal training class like you ran your class so other people wouldn't just like hop into another class because you were their trainer right they they couldn't you go had your and be group like, that came to see you exactly like it was right. group 
personal training. So, yeah. well, that's like, where the the model in the level one, where they're like, start training one client, yes, then start training like a small group, yeah, and then move on to like a big class, which Absolutely. is tough in today's affiliate model to be like, hey, start with one person and then it's, build up from there. But that was the model that Greg had. He was like, okay, if I fill up my calendar, and I'm pretty sure he wrote about this in in the journal at some point. He like, wrote about it. He's he, also talked about it on podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Where he was like, you know, you start with, I started with doing private training stuff using CrossFit methodology, but doing yeah. private training. And when all of my one-on-one slots were booked and like, there, there's your limit on like how many hours you can train people and how much money you can make just doing one person. Yeah. So he was like, well, I want to do more. So, Hey Sam, would you mind working out with Kevin? Yeah. It's like, sure. Awesome. Now you've got two people in that one hour paying you. Right. And then you start like extrapolate that out. Then you do three people and like, you can right. see how that starts to morph into what we see as the class model today. Right. But Sam's exactly right. Yeah. So like you, the individual person, you know, you being able to be like, oh, I can't make it to the nine 30. I'll go to the noon. That's a recent thing. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's an interesting thing first. Right. So when we talk about like programming for the affiliate versus programming for the individual coach, we are, in variance, we are also looking to avoid muscle overuse and muscle over fatigue, right? So like in the same way that your classic bodybuilding split, so like upper lower split would be primarily upper body one day, primarily lower body another day, rest, primarily upper body one day, primarily lower body another day. And you can do some other things. You can do an upper lower split where it's more complicated. So you do a, uh, a lower pull slash hinge like a deadlift like supersetted with a bench press. Those are non-conflicting movements, right? And yep. then on another day, you could do a quad dominant squat or lunge uh, mixed with a pull-up um, or a lat pull-down or something like that. And you can like double up things like that and you can really yeah. start to drive up volume and things. But yeah. it's very carefully structured to avoid just being like, cool, squat every day. Um, so that is also baked into variance. Part of variance is not doing the same thing over and over again, which sounds obvious, but you'd be surprised how easily it is, how easy it is to fuck that up and be like, wait, how the hell have we gone below parallel three days in a row? You know? <clears throat> and if you've yeah. never, ever found yourself in that situation, you've never programmed. <laughs> nope. It's, <clears throat> I mean, but sometimes you can, you know, sometimes you can do that and it's okay. Like not, maybe not three days in a row. Well, to be fair, like let's, I, let's not go know. down that rabbit hole. That's super nuancy. All right. Yeah. Broad I strokes. Say, I was going to say redundancy has its place, but redundancy does have its place, but like that's like on yeah. the bell well, I, curve, I, I, no, like that's at the you. edge. Yeah. All right. And so fair enough. after, fair after enough. that we get into um, like movement selection and just movement selection variance. Okay. Squat, hinge, midline, push, pull, you know, um, maybe lunge if you wanted to do like unilateral squat. Um, then there's variations on all of them. Monostructural yep. cyclical movements. There's your cardio bits. Um, and then loaded externally or not, right? So there's variations on all of those. Light, medium, heavy loading. Yeah. low, medium, high volume, um, duration. Is it a long workout because it's a five movement chipper and it's 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 on everything? Or is it a long workout because it's a couplet and it's a 30 minute AMRAP and fuck you. <laughs> like, oh man. There are some of those that are just, you know, where I've, I did a workout. Oh, what was the reps? It was a 12 minute AMRAP of seven bar facing burpees five hang power cleans at 135 and three muscle ups. Oh. And it's grip, like grip 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 grip. Oh dude, it, so it was redundancy in that in that sense where like it is is pretty grip heavy. Um but it was Mid also like it's like one round if you're cooking yeah. takes 45 50 seconds. Right? And you're like Fuck me. All right. I guess you know, got 11 minutes and 50 seconds left. All right, cool. Um, Damn. And so it's just one of those workouts where when the rounds are really short yeah. for how long the workout is, and it's generally for an AMRAP that that happens, 
yeah. you're like the rounds are going to be so short but the workout duration is so long you're like you got two choices you can either slow it the fuck down right or you're going to be going at like a seven minute amrap pace and you just yeah. have to hold on for the next yeah. five minutes like you just got to keep it going and well and, are whole, and so hard and to be fair in this in this particular instance 12 minutes is not long 12 minutes is no. firmly in the middle of that moderate time. Right in the moderate, smack yeah. dab in the middle of moderate. But and we don't we don't really yeah. even consider long to be like until you get like over 20, yeah. right? Which FYI, yeah. I if you're constantly- long, like 20 plus. Exactly. Would be long. And so like, as we're starting to define terms here, think about your own affiliate. Think about stuff that you've done previously. If your favorite go-to is- 20 minute AMRAPs or 20 plus minute AMRAPs, you are not training short and moderate time domains. Your program does not have variance, right? Nope. At least not sufficient variance as we've defined it here. Nope. Yep. I also, I love it. I love that you answered immediately with variance. My go-to answer is, is a program sufficiently varied? If it's a yep. sufficiently varied program and that includes some stuff that you're going to be bad at because it's yep. skill-based. So like mm -hmm. handstand walking, you're bad at handstand walking, or let's say, you know, you're in an over 60 population and you came into CrossFit at 45 or 50 and you've been doing it for a while, but handstands aren't something you have and you're not really interested. Okay, that's fine. You should still load your upper body and get inverted at least partially. Like that's a thing yeah. that you should practice even yep. at partial body weight. And to a certain extent, it never, it doesn't matter if your goal is to never handstand, like you never want to handstand walk. I still want to simulate that yeah. in some way. Yeah. Um, also one of my least favorite and most effective, uh, non-inverted variations for handstand walk is, um, take a barbell, right? Yeah. Overhead press, close grip, right? Yeah. Bands. On the edge of the bar, down to kettlebells. kettlebells. Yes. Oh yeah. It's like the was the bamboo bar. The bamboo bar. Yeah. Right. Earthquake like that, or that's like basically making, um, like it's a, I don't know, like makeshift bamboo bar essentially. It is. Yeah. Um, man, that's so good. Because uh, we'll do like if you want to get really mean, because this you know makes things worse. Is usually sure. a double dumbbell overhead carry. Yeah. Horrible. So, um, so good, so, so bad. Good. And so here's again, if we're getting, I mean, I don't know how nerdy we want to get, but it's like when you're talking like Broad movement, strokes. if you're, if I know, but if you're coaching a class and we're thinking variance, yes. If we're doing handstand walks and every time we do handstand walks, Sam tells me you're just going to do the barbell overhead carry. Yeah. It's insufficient variance. Absolutely. Like give me something different to work on, like still yeah. work on parts or something that's going to train the handstand walk, but make it. Give people something new. If, so there's, if you have people in your class that are always ring rowing on pull-up days, it's insufficient right. variance. So, and so like that's a whole other level where it's as yeah. a coach, individual to the athlete, there's variance in the application of a movement that exists inside of a varied program. Yeah. This is so now you can see why we get so nerdy about these things. It's yes. like you say the word variance and everything that we've been talking about for the past 20 minutes is what goes through me and Sam's head. Yes, it just spirals yeah. out of control. So the fact that we're psychopaths shouldn't shock anybody <clears throat> if – if you were shocked up until this point, that should explain at least some of it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so like CrossFit, right? Like yeah. if this is like super high level, um, even still some of the, like that we've listed, we've rattled off a whole bunch of fucking variables. It's still super high level and it can still be screwed up. Like yeah. if for a CrossFit program, where the goal is increased work capacity across broad time and modal domains, which is CrossFit's definition of fitness, right? Mm -hmm. Not to get better at CrossFit, the sport, but to get fitter. The first thing that we want to look for is something that satisfies as many of those variables as possible. Variance as a big overarching theme is going to tick all of the boxes. If you have a sufficiently varied program, you are doing light, medium, and heavy loading. You are doing, you know, gymnastics, monostructural, and weightlifting movements. You are doing multiple different movement patterns. You are doing short, long, and medium time domains. You're going to tick all the boxes, right? 
So let's step out of the general, the big overarching, and now into a little bit more specific. I had an athlete come to me on Instagram and say, I don't think um, this program is a good program. Ooh. I said, okay. we want to call them out. What program? I'm not going to say, and I'm not going to say, okay. Um, okay. I know, I know this person. I know that I like, I know this person personally. I know where they train okay. and uh, I know the programming source and I have an idea of the programming because I know the programming source. But the first thing I said back to this person was, well, what are your goals? Yeah. And I got a response, right? And mm-hmm. this response was unique to this person, right? Um, it should be said that I feel that a well-programmed CrossFit program would satisfy many of this person's goals, right? Yeah. Um, maybe not in the way that they like, which is a different fucking equation. That's a way different. Yeah. <laughs> so different. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and, and so they said, well, they told me what it was and, and I said, okay, uh, you have to give me some examples. Right. And yeah. they sent a workout. I said, that is not enough. You like, give me a week, a month. Like, I, it, my go-to was I need a minimum of two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Right? So you get a snapshot of kind of the, yeah. Yes. I think that's fair. And I, and going back to the, the post about Larry, I, I think you know, there are some established things like outside of CrossFit, like in general strength and conditioning, like linear progression, right? Yep. If I want to get a human stronger, Linear progression works. Progressive overload. Hundred percent of the time, every time. Absolutely right. Who, who the um, the guy from Starting Strength? Why can't I? The big Ripito. dude with the huh? Ripito. Ripito. Yeah. Ripito is like he's got. There's some great content from Mark Ripito on the internet, and if you want to just it's like amazing, it's so good. It's so good. Like if you want to so have a no fucks given opinion about strength and conditioning, go watch Mark Ripito videos. He's like, if you are training your five basic movements, your overhead press, your bench press, your deadlift, your pull-up, and your squat, and if you do so in a five-by-five fashion and every single time you come back, you add five to ten pounds. If you are not doing that and have not reached a point where you have failed your last set of five, you are not pushing the envelope sufficiently. You're just not doing it. And it's yeah, yeah, yeah train hard. It's fucking hard. It's really, have you ever done? Have you ever done a five by five program? Oh, yes. Because I did. I didn't do starting strength. There was. There's another. It's like strong lifts five by five yep. is like the same thing, but like a different dude that markets it. Yep. Um, and it's like slightly different in the movements. It's I think Ripito included power cleans in his program, whereas like the strong lifts dude did like a second day <clears throat> deadlifts or something. Yeah. Um, something different with it, and so uh, it's three days per week. It's like two to three exercises for five by five. You like you warm up, you do your heavy sets and then go to the next movement, warm up, do your heavy sets. And by the time you finish that second movement, you're like, I'm fucking cooked. I'm done. (laughs) It's so hard. And you add five pounds to the bar and man, it adds, it makes you stronger. It does. You start lifting weights that you didn't think you're like, never squatted this for one before. I'm about to do it five by five. Right. I don't know how that math works out, but you do it. And it's hundred percent true that if you, you know, yeah, if you haven't gone through that, if you, if you work in fitness or you're doing fitness and you haven't tried it, just a simple progressive overload program like that, do it. Yeah. It will yeah. build some character. It will build <laughs> some strength. You'll learn some things about yourself, both physically and mentally. <clears throat> but one of my favorite Ripito videos was he was, I don't know if he was pitching or like preaching the idea to a group of people in like a seminar that Olympic weightlifters should low bar back squat. And that's like one of the touchiest subjects. Yeah. So he actually made, if you like, I saw a bunch of weightlifters that like commented on it and, you know, were having a hissy fit because like in the sport of weightlifting, it's like, no, we high bar back squat because it keeps the torso position. Like, you know, Oh yes, um, yes, yes. And so the weightlifter got all bent out of shape and Ripito is just like having to go. But the thing is like, if you put on your thinking cap for a second and I competed in the weightlifting, it's like you put on your thinking cap for a second. I'm like, he's making good points. So 
a low bar back squat generally will have the torso like cantilevered forward more. Yep. And he was like, he was like, no one can tell me why weightlifters high bar back squat, except for that. That's just always the way they've done it. But a back squat for weightlifting is just a general non-specific strengthening exercise. It doesn't yep. translate to the clean or snatch. It's just to make your legs stronger. Um, and John North had a unique take on this where he's like, he squatted with his feet really narrow. Cause he's like, I don't need leg strength to stand up like a snatch or a clean. Like if you catch the bounce, it's easy. Right. He was like, I'm looking to make my legs stronger for the pull. And because you, he would get more upright for his pull. So he's like, I'm trying to squat. Like I pull. So my legs are stronger for that. And that was Ripito's point. He was like, when you snatch or clean your pull, you're yeah. set more here. Like obviously for your squat, you're more here, but for your pull, you're here. He's like, yes. this mimics the position for a low bar back squat. So if you low bar back squatted as an Olympic weightlifter, like if you continue to, if you did all your squats this way, yeah, poor translation. But as long sure. as you front squat and snatch and everything upright, if you low bar back squatted as your general non-specific thing, your pull would get stronger. And I was like, you're making some really good points, bro. And I don't like yeah. it. Yeah, it was, but it was in exactly how you said the no fucks given. I'm going to hurt your feelings and I don't care. Yep. And I sat there in the weightlifting community lost their mind. It's like, you're wrong. You can't do <clears> I'm like, guys, it, he's making good points though. Yeah. Like he's can't argue like, with physics. Makes, like biomechanically, it makes sense. It's, yeah. um, I don't think you'll ever see anybody in weightlifting practicing low bar back squats, but I mean, it was a good video. And like, if you want, some prime coach ripping, you know, if you're a weightlifter or like a high bar back squat enthusiast and you want your feelings hurt, give that video a watch. I'm sure it exists on YouTube somewhere. Absolutely. It does. And so, well, so here's another thing I'm going to throw a hot take out there. You should not me. be coaching anyone on a nutrition program. If you haven't completed a six week weightlifting program with progressive overload. Say that. So you shouldn't be coaching anyone. On you shouldn't. A, on you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be allowed to coach a, nu a nutrition program if you haven't completed a progressive overload four to six week weightlifting program. Okay, and I say that from a mental resilience standpoint. I, I was going to say, I, I think I know where you're going with that. Yeah, like. Well, so I think from the mental resilience standpoint of, like, you need to be pretty fucking hard upstairs to complete a progressive overload program. It's uh -huh. hard. Sure. But also you're going to have to have, if you want to get the most out of that program and not die, you're also going to have to have your nutrition pretty, pretty to healthy. like keep you recovering and moving the weight that you need to move. So yeah. I think that kind of like the two go hand in hand. Well, and it's, it's, it. not that, it's not that you can't, but like, there's going to be some carryover. You're going to be able to have some conversations yeah. with people about, I know this is stay hard. the course. Yes. Yep. Stay the course. I know this is boring. I know you, you yeah. want to snatch today or you want yeah. to go do Murph. Like you've yeah. told me that this is important as your yep. coach. I'm going to tell you that doing a hundred pull-ups ain't going to help you squat better. You know, it, it's might sound crazy, but no, doing a hundred pull-ups will not help your squat. It's, it's good to have variants and to take, take rest days and all that other stuff. But like, you know, Anyway, so I think that as CrossFitters, we get confused because, and now we, we've talked about this with the a Deaf Dose of Volume episode, like mm. we confuse the goals of getting better at CrossFit with the goals of getting fitter and they are not mutually inclusive. A thousand percent. Yes. You, there's a lot of things in there and a lot of nuanced stuff you can do to get better at CrossFit. Yeah. You know, people, we, you see it in the gym all the time. If you spend five seconds in an affiliate, someone's going to be like, I think I'm going to do a snatch cycle. I want you to work on my snatch. Right. It's like, well, is that going to make you fitter or is that just going to make you better at whenever we do snatches so exactly. that your feelings aren't hurt when you have to take some weight off the bar. And, and I think there's something too. And I, I really respect people who are like, Hey, this is a weakness of mine. I'm going to go work on it outside of class. Yes. Like, and there's, I, 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 yeah, go ahead. Well, I think that there's a difference between saying I have a weakness and I want to address my weakness and I want to get better at CrossFit. Right. So like, for example, um, yep. I have an athlete who has one strict pull-up. They want to add more strict pull-ups to increase their overall pull-up capacity. Okay. I don't yep. need to put them on a dedicated 
pull-up program that takes them out of class. They can do some short accessory work accompanying their class workouts, and we can be strategic about what we do in class when when it's pull-up day, and that will check the box. That will get them to where they need to be. Um, But all this... There's too many things in my brain now. Um, (laughs) So... So like they don't need a dedicated program for that. Like I believe that they will get to the end goal that they want. Um, I also believe that there is room for things like progressive overload in a well-programmed CrossFit program. Like I have seen examples where, and this is why like seeing multiple weeks of of programming is good because it gives me an idea of is the programmer including a concept like progressive overload in their you know, in their programming, uh, cap, for example, has a monthly theme that they work into the programming cycle. And so like every month it'll be, you know, we're going to get better at gymnastics. And so there is a slight bias one way or the other, right? You can have a truly varied program that, that avoids bias as much as possible. And that's a great way to do it. I think you can also step away from a pure varied program and have a little bit of a lean one way or the other, as long as you come back and you correct and you don't do it for more than four weeks or so. And you can really help move the needle in some ways for like an entire community, like a month at a time. And would you go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, would you count caps slight bias, like monthly focus as like, do you think progressive overload fits into that bias. So if you're like each yes. month they have a different focus, like one month you just do progressive overload for weightlifting. I, I think that, so I think they would pick a movement like the squat. And yeah. I think that they would have, um, I would not be surprised to find out that cap would do something like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to, our movement focus for the month is the squat. We're going to get better at the squat. And Twice a week, they would do a heavy day. One of those two heavy days would be a loaded below parallel squat, whether it's front squat, back squat, or overhead squat. Um, and in the, and this is part of the reason I really like cap for affiliates is because they're really, really good about establishing intentions with the workout and the stimulus. They make it very clear in the programming notes. They provide all this information en masse week by week to the affiliates and coaches. Um, <clears throat> and I think like, that's another thing is like, I can look at a, at a program, at a workout and be pretty good at sussing out like what the intention behind it is, uh, workout by workout. But that doesn't mean it's a hundred percent. And the person who programmed it ultimately has the final say in the sense that like, you know, if I tell you we're doing twenty one fifty nine thrusters and pull-ups, and it's 9565. Um, if the programmer comes back, they're like, oh, there was a typo, or no, I meant all of these to be strict pull ups, like totally different ballgame than, yeah. <laughs> than Fran, you know? Yeah. Um, so having an intention is very clear. I think Cap does that very well. And so, like, I think via intention, you can apply a progressive overload principle to a four week cycle or something like that. And so basically you can, taking the squat days that are varied going yes. through, you know, as you said, different variations, front squat, back squat, overhead squat, as those vary, you're like, Hey, if we back squatted threes last week, you're going to try and do the same weight, but we're doing fives. Yeah. Like, like something like that. But we were not saying like for a crosser program for cap, they'd be like, all right, Monday's back squat, Tuesday's press. And we're no. like at percentages adding. Okay. No. I just want to make sure we were clear there. Cause I was getting ready to, get feisty and disagree with you. <laughs> no. Um <laughs> but like and that's a super nuancey example of how to yeah. apply progressive overload or linear progression as a more general statement yeah. into right. a varied program. program. Exactly. Right. Whereas like CrossFit.com, um they kind of have seasons, it feels like, where a movement or a class of movements will be popular, especially leading up to open season. Please pay attention to those workouts. Yeah, yeah um, leading up to competitive season, they give you the secret. We've talked about this before. They yes, give you they all have. the secrets. Um, they give you the secrets. But, but 
but less so than cap they because it it, that is pure single workout of the day and even cap will now cap is kind of occupying this middle ground uh there's the workout but then they will have a separate section whereas so let's say the workout is um handstand push-ups um hang power cleans and assault bike which which it doesn't matter what numbers or weights i say like that's gonna be awful who hurt you good god (laughs) i know i love my brain and i hate my brain sometimes um so so the workouts handstand push-ups hang power cleans and um assault bike let's make it reasonable let's say the hang power cleans are at like 135.95 for not 20 reps all right so like something that's like what i would call a light to moderate weight um in that rep range as a kind of warm-up to that it's not uncommon for coaches to be like hey we're going to take the next eight minutes and we're going to build to a heavy double hang power clean right yep um Part that of the is specific warm up. Part of the specific warm up for the hang power clean. That is different yep. from saying, "Hey, we're doing a strength piece, and yep. then we're doing a metcon, right?" Yeah. But even cap has begun to fold the way it's structured, the way it falls into a programming service like, um, not Wattify. What's the other one I'm thinking of? Sugarwad, for Sugar example. Like it's go. it sits as a separate element. Yeah. And so the effect that it has on people's psychology is, oh, it's an it's a strength in a metcon, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm not yeah. saying that's how it has to be expressed or that's what the intention of the programmers is. Mm-hmm. I am telling you that is what my experience is on the being on the receiving end of the athletes, where they come to me and they're like, um, you know, oh, like at the whiteboard at the end of the workout, they're like, do you want my hang power clean weight? I'm like, no, no. But but it, but it's in sugar wad. Yeah, don't. <laughs> like it's, it's like, like I just, yeah and it's it's tough because you want to give people that option to log it because then sugar water would keep track of what your hang power clean weight was so that next time you know what you did you can look it up all that fun stuff but i think Absolutely. there's like exactly as you just said it's it's the intention and how that's approached yeah. because for me when i'm thinking like, okay we have the eight minute window to build to a heavy two hang power clean it's like okay if, if, that's, if that's a strength piece we're doing five by two hang power clean People are going after numbers and they're like, I want to hang power clean 200 pounds, whatever it is. They're going after a a result. That's a strength piece, a loading. Whereas in the specific warm-up example, hey guys, we're going to take eight minutes to build to a heavy two. Yep. What I'm looking for is you're going after the movement. I want you moving as crisply and sharply as you can and build as heavy as you can within the confines of not moving like a bag of dips. So that's the idea is we're still warming up the movement we're practicing the movement we're just adding load yes as opposed to i want you to hit x numbers i want you to see intensity exactly yes so it's not so much the intensity however the the way that that serves is that's how we can kind of serve multiple different you know you get questions all the time coaches how do i serve multiple levels of athlete i have sally who just came in crossfit today and then i have jack who's been doing crossfit 10 years and he's a stud well, so what happens is for Sally, she gets to practice the movement under some load. Yes. And then she gets an idea of kind of where she's going to be for the workout. You as the coach can see her move under load and see what needs to happen. While Jack, being a capable and, and, and very proficient athlete, can actually build quite heavy yes. on his hang power clean. And obviously, we still want him moving well, yes. but he can build quite heavy and get kind of a intensity stimulus from that just in a smaller dose that it doesn't wreck him for the workout the main training piece for the day yeah and and it it's it's a nice challenge in this case for a jack because that can give an athlete like that a little bit of an opportunity to be like okay how fast can i build right so like because if i'm only giving you eight minutes like you can only do so many sets right and so if you want to lift heavy you got to move and yep. I still don't want you to move poorly. I'm still going to like, as a coach, I'm still going to be looking and being like flat back bar close to the shins, you know, and I'm, I'm looking for those things that I want from every athlete in the class. But if you want to push the envelope on the loading within the confines of optimal movement, you're yep. not going to be able to like sit around and just fucking yak. Um, so bringing all of this back to like identifying bad programming, like 
So now, of all the things that we've talked about, if your program claims to be a CrossFit program and you never do snatches and you never do muscle-ups and you never handstand walk, I'm going to tell you that it's probably not the best CrossFit program, right? Let's say, yeah, putting that in words, like if you never practiced skills. If you never practice insert work here. Move, yeah. yeah. If you never practice skill-based movements, that's usually the big one. It, it really miss. is. Is like that, like skill based movements. You know, you could call it gymnastics. You could also like chuck, uh, like snatch jerk and snatch in there. Yep. I mean, you know, today, class work on a tilt, heavy split jerk, five yeah. series ones. Oh, boom. Ooh. It's like, it's phenomenal. I that split is jerk great. is, it's my favorite. It makes me so happy. Um, but <laughs> it's like, like you're pushing. So, like, we had, it was like heavy split jerk down. And then like a quick little burner at the end. There's like some yep. push jerks and uh, chest bar pull-ups. Oh yeah. It gross. Um, seven minute AMRAP, 10 and 10, oh, 115 oh, bar. Oh, oh baby. Oh, Hang Filthy. on. Yeah. <laughs> Filthy. Um, so it's like, it, it's kind of funny cause I'm, I'm going through, through and, and like, you know, as crossers generally we don't split jerk like an absurd amount. If you do a clean and jerk then like split jerk is one of the options you can do, yeah. but it's outside of people's comfort zone. Right. So yeah. I'm teaching a split jerk, reading people into positions and you can tell like they're doing it, but they're not super comfy as we get through the lifting. Like, all right, cool. We start getting the rhythm for it. As soon as we bring everything back down, we start warming up for the push jerk for the workout. Everyone's yeah. like, boom, I'm back yeah. in my comfort zone, baby. Exactly. And it's kind of interesting as a coach to like see that shift. It's like, but that doesn't mean, Oh, we should let's just not do the split jerk anymore because they're clearly more comfortable with the push jerk. It's like, no, you should continue to touch on the split jerk so that they get more comfortable with it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's an interesting kind of, maybe a shift in thinking for some people. I, I, but think so. I, would, I would say when it comes to the variance piece, you know, is if you're doing a CrossFit program or at least a program yeah. that claims to be CrossFit. Yeah. Um, and you're not practicing skill-based movements. Then, or things you don't like, yeah. You know, you could throw that in there. If you if you're only doing things that you like and you enjoy, yeah. it's probably because you're good at those movements, and so you're neglecting things you're not good at. I I would say then that good CrossFit programming is inclusionary, in the sense yeah. that it tries to address via variance as many weaknesses as possible across the broadest population as possible. Yeah. Um. Now, <clears throat> how that is, like if you, if you have a program that is a strength and Metcon program, but there is sufficient variance, yep. I mean, there, there can be, like if the movements are varied enough, but there's almost always a lifting piece and then a Metcon piece, like there's, there's some wiggle room. I'm going to, yeah. I, I don't, there's I don't want to be room. like, yeah. Like I'd I don't still wanna... argue that you can't get like, you can't really train the f unless you like, just omit a warm up, like the right. longer time domains for a workout. And, and so, in that, you don't get the fullest expression of variance, right. but you're headed, you're you a lot closer. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're a lot closer. You're, you're Whereas if you're, if you're doing a strength and a Metcon program that never does high scale gymnastics and, you know, never does dedicated weightlifting, as an example, or like, you know, skill-based weightlifting, like the split jerk or something like that. Okay. You're starting to verge away from variance. Um, yep. and then finally, if you are seeking out a program that looks or gives you a certain thing, you're probably not looking for a CrossFit program and that's okay. Yep. Like it's really okay, okay to like, to have a specific goal and to, like the the cool thing about where we are like as a society via technology and all that stuff is like there's so many ways to say yes to something and then be like I'm going to go off I'm going to do this thing and then I get to come back or I get to you know go play with this for a while and then I can come back and do this thing like yep exercise is in its benefits are can be expressed a bunch of different ways and so um kind of capping everything off cuz I know we're getting we're getting close here to the end of our time identify what's important to you as the athlete like 
be and be honest with yourself because if you can't be honest yeah. with yourself it's going to be impossible for you to be honest with your coach and your coach can't help you yeah like you know we're like veterinarians we're fucking guessing um yeah and it, it, like if you don't tell us like if you don't tell us the truth we're guessing about the best way to help you we can only go based on the information that we have absolutely and then once you're honest with yourself and what your goals are like then it gets a lot easier to identify um good programming from bad programming um don't look at things in a vacuum don't look at single days look yeah. at two big weeks picture. or more big picture look for themes um because you know it's like uh if i take a, a single weight uh a, a, a weigh in on a scale and i get a single thing it's like am i healthy i don't know what was i like before where am i going like trend lines matter um you know longitudinal data matters so be honest look at more than just a day and then uh and then above all if i can get after it yeah yeah and if you have questions on this stuff you need help yes. we've got he is at coach sam burns mm -hmm. i am at kevin mccarthy 21 we are at talking average fitness yeah slide in them dms we yep. love to talk about this stuff as you could probably tell we're nerds just maybe. Um, we've talked about this. We've had other people come on that already know we were nerds somehow. Um, so clearly we have a reputation for being nerds about this stuff. So we definitely won't shy away from uh, a good quality conversation with you on, on stuff like this. And we want to help. So yeah, let us know. Yeah, please. If you have questions, we've had a bunch of people reach out. Continue to do so. Continue to ask questions. Continue to tell us we're crazy. Whatever. Um, it, <laughs> it helps give us information and helps us kind of dictate where we want to go with this. Um, yeah. so everyone, as we're approaching Memorial day, don't be stupid. Don't do a hundred pull-ups before Murph coming up, um, and keep your hands intact. And, uh, other than that, we will see you here next week. Special guest. Yes. I think so. Uh, potentially maybe uh, let's uh, say yes. Let's book that okay. for a yes. Yeah. We'll, okay. um, we'll, we'll yeah. say yes. We'll say yes. Uh, and then, um, until then, Kevin, be awesome. Go for Take it. Be awesome. Stay caffeinated. Yes, <laughs> stay caffeinated. Hell yes. All right. Take it easy, everybody.